reason that diabetes patients have been so responsive to these therapies is that heavy metals do something really nasty to the glucose metabolism. And- Hi, I am Alu and I'm your host at Fitero. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitero. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. I am extremely excited to welcome Douglas Mull Hall today for Fitness Pro Chat with Fit Aerobic. Douglas is the author of bestseller, Discovering the Nature of Longevity, a book that explores the link between heart health and environmental stress. He co-founded Elastin Therapeutics dedicated to reversing cardiovascular damage. He also co-founded projects in Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Europe, and the U.S. He has published on calcification and heart disease in journals like Nature's Laboratory Investigations. Today, Douglas and I will explore how we can restore heart health and deal with stress. Welcome to the show, Douglas. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, I think that uh, people are going to learn a lot today, and I'm so happy to be able to relay uh, this information. Thanks very much. First things first, Douglas, let me start with uh, about your book. So Discovering the Nature of Longevity, Restoring the Heart and Body by Targeting the Hidden Stress. What is the book about and how it can help people who are suffering from heart disease? and prevent them from adopting that conventional to stay healthy. Yeah, and the important thing is, it's not just uh, for people who have heart disease, for people who don't want to get it. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is a key thing, especially for uh, you know, younger people who are interested in fitness. And uh, the book is really about hidden stresses. Now, the reason I call them hidden stress is because you can't see them, you can't feel them, you can't smell them uh, except actually uh, with smoke. You can, you can smell smoke, but um, you can't really sense what it's doing to you until it builds up to the point where it starts to make you sick. And that can either take weeks or years, uh, depending on the particular uh, situation. But the important thing here is that there are two major hidden stresses, one of which um, both the American Heart Association and the World Heart Federation – uh, and the Indian Heart Federation is a member of the World Heart uh, Federation, um, have declared low levels of heavy metals to be a major new heart disease risk that starts from birth. So this is not just for people who have a heart disease, although it's really important because it's been show- treating this has been shown to actually reverse the impacts, but it's also for people who don't want to go there. And that's why I wrote the book, uh, because I couldn't find a book out there that described these hidden stresses. The other one that's really important is low-level infections. And these are not exotic infections. These could be your average infections uh, that lead to one basic thing, and that is chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation, as we all know, is a real enemy um, and frequently it will show up maybe in some of your tests with low hemoglobin or whatever, but actually you don't know what's uh, triggering it. And quite often people are not tested either for low levels of these heavy metals or low levels of these infections. So this is a new paradigm. 
And it's something that I didn't invent. It's something that is the result of more than 100 years of scientific studies and uh, new pronouncements by some of the world's leading uh, heart uh, federations. And the key thing about the book is it tells stories. It tells stories of the doctors and patients and researchers uh, and parents who are actually doing something to prevent and restore the damage from these hidden stresses. So it's very actively oriented. This is what people can do if they so uh, choose to. And my expertise in this comes from uh, being first a managing director and then um, a uh, consulting special projects director for an institute that developed one of the world's most recognized uh, protocols for the environmental safety of products. It's called the Cradle to Cradle Design uh, Protocol. It's recognized by the United States uh, EPA as being one of the leading uh, healthy product certifications. And uh, that's that's what I did and still do, uh, have done for many, many years. And I'm also working with one of the international standards organizations to develop a global standard. Uh, and India is actually a member of this organization uh, for uh, standardizing the reporting on the healthy characteristics of products. If you can believe it, there is no global standard for reporting on the healthy characteristics of products. So we're about to fix that problem as well. So uh, the book basically is tells the stories through the stories of these people, uh, what can be done and what is being done today to prevent and reverse the damage from these hidden stresses. Absolutely. I mean, uh, that was quite insightful. And uh, could you also help us understand what are the hidden stresses that impact our cardiovascular system and what are the primary mechanisms behind the damage it can cause to the heart? Sure. Keeping in mind that this is about solutions and not problems, so because you can get depressed about it really easily. <laughs> but, uh, so, so um, uh, you know, we were just talking before the show about um, how uh, in India and other parts of Asia, uh, yes. This is the season for a lot of athletic events because the weather gets better, but the air quality gets worse. And uh, this is a big issue because one of the major aspects of um, air quality is, and a lot of people know about this, especially athletes, uh, is these particulates. And uh, every time you breathe in, you know, you're breathing uh -huh. in millions of particulates. They're not all harmful, but today... Uh, many, many of them, according to, again, the American Heart Association and the World Heart Federation, uh, contain these heavy metals and also uh, pathogens from these, uh, these bacteria and viruses. So you're breathing these in all the time. And, you know, if you're doing something like running a marathon, you're breathing them in big time. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't run a marathon, but you should be aware that when you're doing that, you're inhaling, uh, you know, substantial amounts of these. And so, You've got to find a way uh, to get these, this stuff out of you, and here's why. Uh, because what happens is when these uh, particles get into your lungs, the really small ones, uh, they bypass the blood-brain barrier and they bypass uh, the lung barrier and get into your lung, and they lodge in your tissue all over your body, in your heart, in your arteries, in your brain, and uh, they start to cause trouble. What kind of trouble do they cause? Well... 
these toxic metals, and when we're talking about toxic metals, I'm referring first to the ones that have I've been identified as the major heart disease risks, and that is uh, cadmium, lead, and arsenic, oh. uh, those three things. And as every, a lot of people know, uh, <laughs> lead is in a lot of our products uh, these days. Cool. A lot of people think that just because we got rid of leaded gasoline that it's gone, it is not gone by any stretch of the imagination. And uh-huh. uh, the, the medical journal, The Lancet, pointed this out, that lead is actually ahead of smoking and of cholesterol as a leading cause of heart disease deaths, uh, in case anybody had forgotten about it. So this is a, a big issue. So what happens is that these heavy metals lodge in your tissue, uh, both in the outside the cells, but also they get into the cells. And when they get into the cells, they do three things. Uh, the okay. first thing is... They damage your DNA, uh, so they oh. cause mutations in DNA that can lead to cancers. That, so they are carcinogenic. The second thing is that they trigger, because of that, a chronic inflammatory response by your immune system, a low-grade and chronic inflammatory response because your body interprets this, rightly so, as an injury. So it wants to get that out, and the way it does that is through inflammation, which is why so many people suffer from low-level chronic uh, inflammation, and that inflammation is the first trigger for things like hypertension that lead to heart disease. And hundreds of millions and even more than a billion people have got hypertension, and this is an inflammatory uh, condition leading to uh, heart disease. The third thing is it interferes with your neurons, your neurological signals in your brain. Very obviously why, if you take two live wires and you yeah. take some metal and you cross those live wires, what do you get? You get a short circuit. Well, Absolutely. that's exactly what's happening yes. in your brain when these heavy metals lodge in your neurons. So that your neurons start to misfire. And uh, this study that was just uh, published in The Lancet said that as a result of this, the neuronal damage is resulting in a mm-hmm. serious reduction in IQ of children, especially in countries like India. So all three of these things are really a problem, and they're, they're twofold. The problem is they start from birth, and they accumulate in your body. So they build up, and they build up. Uh, and y- your body can naturally get rid of some of them, uh, but it can't get rid of all of them, and so they, they start to uh, build up. The second thing is these have been with us ever since humans started to walk the earth, except we've increased them uh, exponentially through our use uh, in industry. But, you know, people in their 30s, 5,000 years ago, uh, from uh, bodies that have been recovered in India, in Egypt, uh, in the the Italian Alps, all show signs of uh, these metals that have triggered uh, heart disease. And so these people actually died or had heart disease at a very young age. This is nothing uh, new. And when you think about that, it starts to make sense why, although our average life expectancy is increasing, it's still bumping up against this 120-year ceiling that we've never been able to overcome with all of our improvements in average longevity. And that's because we all turn to stone eventually. And the reason for that is the chronic Uh inflammatory response leads to hardening of the arteries. It's quite simple. Uh, although the biochemical process is quite complex. So um, all of those things come together in a perfect, nasty, uh, toxic storm. 
And that's what causes the problem. It's the same thing with these low-level infections. Uh, they also provoke this chronic inflammatory response. And altogether, this is known as um, total stress load. And mm-hmm. again, that's why I call it hidden stress, because total stress load is the sum total of all of these metals and chronic in, uh, infections that are inside uh, all of us. And so we need to start paying a whole lot more attention to this due to the science that has come out. And this has been happening, this science has been happening over the last 100 years. But only this year have a lot of official pronouncements been made about the impacts of these low levels that most testing does not show. That That's both intriguing at the same time, I would say, eye-opening in terms of the information that you have provided. I'm sure a majority of people uh, would not know the kind of impact that we are uh, subjected to with environmental stress and we, uh, with the, all the pollution that's happening around us, what is that we are inhaling? What kind mm-hmm. of metals that we have right now in our bodies? Uh, probably we need to get some medical tests and then check the level of metals in our body at this point in time and probably start moving towards uh, taking certain preventive measures that can help us stay healthy in the long term. Yeah, Uh, and there's one thing I'd like to emphasize, and that is that uh, India and other Asian countries are actually have an advantage um, over uh, North America and Europe because North America uh and Europe are stuck in this um, uh, standard medicine paradigm. And uh-huh. India has actually been a leader in two areas. Uh, one True. is going for low-cost generics, which is a really good Absolutely. idea. Yes. But the other thing has been uh, combining uh, the uh, traditional uh, medicines, medicines. Uh, that Absolutely. standard medicine always makes fun of and always claims that there's uh, no clinical trial evidence that they work, which is absolutely wrong these days. I want to emphasize that. Uh, in the past three or four years, there have been hundreds of clinical trials on these uh, traditional uh, therapies that are showing results, especially with, for example, things like spices and, uh-huh. and these, these types of, of remedies. So, so people who claim that there's no clinical trial evidence on this stuff are thinking five, ten years ago, but they're not thinking today. And uh, all you need to do is go to the clinical trial websites and, and you'll see the, uh, the results of these. So to be clear, uh, India and Asia are actually have an advantage ahead of uh, we silly North Americans and Europeans uh, who are still uh, stuck in this traditional medicine uh, paradigm. That adds uh, a lot of insights uh, to all of us uh, and all the listeners of this podcast. Uh, so I was reading the foreword uh, in your book, and it talks about the Bermuda Triangle of Bias that the patients must traverse to receive the treatment that they deserve. What type of biases are we referring to here when treating heart conditions? Yeah, uh, first of all, the foreword was written by Dr. Havasio Lamas, uh, who is the chairman of cardiology at Columbia University and the chief author of the recent American Heart Association scientific statement on the impacts of low levels of heavy metals. So he's quite authoritative. And for those of you who don't know what the Bermuda Triangle is, it's this triangle sort of uh, South Carolina, more or less. uh, And uh, that's where all the ships and uh, airplanes used to mysteriously uh, disappear 
until they actually figured out that it was rogue waves and a couple of other things that were happening, uh, including large methane bubbles that were swallowing up these aircraft and ships. So it was called the, the Bermuda Triangle. And uh, the reason that Dr. Lamas used that term is because he's actually from Cuba. Uh, he was part of the Cuban refugees uh, that came across to uh, the United States. And the reason he uses that term uh, is because bias is kind of like a, a deep hole uh, that things disappear into uh, because of preconceptions. And this preconception is caused by the training that is given to medical professions, professionals in medicine. That's not to say that the training is bad uh, or that we need to throw it out, but it does come with certain built-in prejudices. And one of those built-in prejudices uh, is that uh, using nutraceuticals, uh, vitamins, uh, nutritional approaches uh, really isn't that well proven in the science. And, you know, we need to rely on the standard drugs and uh, surgery, uh, which are, you know, much better uh, proven. And this has been, uh, as Dr. Lamas points out, he was one of them. To be clear, he was one of these skeptics who was approached by his patients and asked, should I be looking at things like chelation therapy, which we'll talk about in a moment, and, uh, you know, nutritional approach? And he basically said, uh, you know, this, this chelation stuff is for the birds. Uh, really, you don't want to do it. Uh, it's, it's dangerous and it's not proven. He was driving home that night and he realized he had no factual basis whatsoever to tell that to his patient. So he decided to actually uh, do a, a clinical trial that disproved these therapies to show that they really didn't work. And then he would have the evidence that he needed. So he convinced the U.S. National Institutes of Health to do a $35 million, 10-year study um, on uh, this therapy um, that, by the way, is really essential for removing these heavy metals, and that's why we're talking about it right now. And um, so that was between 2008 and 2015, and it was a double-blinded, randomized study, so very high-level clinical trial, and it was Uh supervised by the FDA, who gave them a lot of trouble, so they had to be really careful about doing it. So when the results were unblinded in 2015, no one was more surprised than Dr. Lamas, as well as the heart associations, when they discovered that there was a 41% reduction in all causes of death. I want to emphasize that, all causes of death amongst diabetic heart patients, Uh a 41%. Now, if a drug company had gotten that kind of result in a phase three clinical trial, you can bet that the world would know about it pronto and that the FDA would be running to approve this for uh, what's known as um, uh, compassionate use or special access. Um, and, you know, this would be happening around the world. Is it? No, it's not. Why? Because of the Bermuda Triangle of bias. Not invented here, mm. doesn't work. Nah, we don't believe this. And by the way, it's not profitable. Uh, so uh, this therapy is uh, off patent. Uh, it's been around. It's been used for the past 30 years. And what this clinical trial did was it proved its safety and efficacy, its effectiveness. So the the biggest barrier to it is the Bermuda Triangle of bias. And that has to do with the tr- uh, the, the training that uh, s- uh, the standard healthcare providers 
have yeah. uh, taken. And um, I want to emphasize also that this therapy is available in India. Uh, so, oh, yes. and I believe it's it's practiced actually uh, quite a bit more. On the other hand, there's the same type of movement in standardized medicine, call it voodoo medicine and all these other things. But uh, anyways, it is available. And also, there are some oral uh, nutraceuticals that have a similar effect. And there are some foods and spices uh, that mm-hmm. have uh, chelating effects to get rid of these uh, things. So anyways, I'll stop there. That answers your question about the Bermuda Triangle of, uh, <laughs> of a bias based on not invented here, don't know about it, and it's not profitable. I, I say I'm just uh, loving this interaction because there's just so much of information from you and, and quite intriguing and uh, mind-boggling even for me. Uh, my father suffered heart, uh, he was a heart patient. Uh, in 2015, he, he suffered heart attack and uh, eventually after bypass uh, in 2020, he passed away. But yep. uh, My father had uh, exactly the same thing. That's one of the things that sparked me to write this book. Absolutely. And then that sparked me to start something called Pitirobic because I wanted to take the message to the world how dangerous bad health can be. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't realize it, but gradually uh, we, whatever we eat and the kind of uh, sedentary life that we lead, gradually it eats and degrades our internal systems and organs and eventually uh, we, we are left to do nothing. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly why I wrote the book, because the book actually adds to what you're doing. So sure. uh, a lot of people have read about, and I'm really happy that you have taken the initiative to 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 add on to that, you know, fit aerobics, aerobics, marathons, exercise, you know, it's really important. Healthy diet Absolutely. is really important, but... Yes. It it will only partially protect you from these hidden stresses. We need to do something else as well. And that book is about the something else. So Discovering the Nature of Longevity is about the something else that you can do on top of the regular things. And that's what makes the book unique. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. So uh, coming back to my question, so you mentioned about the jackal and high defect. Uh, wherein our immune system protects us from short-term threats, uh, but turns against us in the long term. So what are the reasons behind such responses by our bodies? Well, a lot of people haven't heard about, uh, younger people haven't heard about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but it's a it's a 19th century novel about a doctor who uh, invents a uh, concoction that is designed to actually uh, improve health and ends up turning him into... Um, a schizophrenic, maniacal murderer. And so uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll, uh, the good Dr. Jekyll, ends up uh, spending all of his time covering up the misdeeds of his nasty uh, Mr. Hyde schizophrenic uh, counterpart. (laughs) And that's why it's called, the reason it's called the Jekyll and Hyde effect is because basically that's what your immune system is doing. So the problem, your, your immune system, the problem with your immune system is it's really great for getting us out of short-term trouble. Uh, it has this inflammatory response that goes and chews up the dead tissue that is caused by injury and uh, infections, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a really essential part of keeping you out of trouble in the short term. But, you know, in the long run, uh, we are victims of the fact that 
we are a very young species, Homo sapiens. We've only been around for like a few hundred thousand years compared to millions and millions and millions of years for species like the bowhead whale and types of sharks that are living, you know, 250 to 350 years, and they have a brain-to-body ratio, which is similar to ours. So they're very smart, um, and they don't... So that's an important uh, point. eh? So there's some of these animals out there that have the same brain-to-body ratio as us that are living a lot longer... They've evolved, uh, obviously, a better response to these hidden stresses. So it is possible. The human body hasn't figured that out yet. So the result is that the immune system turns on itself uh, through this chronic inflammation. So it starts to turn on itself. And I just want to give you a visual um, example, and you can tell me where to place this. So um, this is the elastic fiber that helps your body breathe helps your heart pump blood, helps your arteries expand and contract, and all your organs be flexible. So it's called elastin fiber. This is not collagen. Yes. It's elastin fiber. So yes. on this side, and for those who are listening, what I'm showing is uh, two pictures. Uh, one side is uh, a really nice, pristine uh, fibers uh, that are in mm-hmm. the arteries, and that's in a six-year-old. On the other side uh, here is a real mess. And that is uh, the yeah. degraded fibers in a 90-year-old, okay? So um, that is what these hidden stresses are doing to us. And so we need, especially people who are athletically inclined, need to find ways of minimizing that problem. And that's what yeah. this is all about. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was, again, uh, very informative. Uh, so the common guidance, and you just talked about it, uh, that half of the problem is fixed uh, when we adopt most holistic, like what most holistic practitioners uh, talk about in preventing heart disease, like doing mindful eating, exercising, sleeping, reducing stress, avoiding bad habits, and supplementing. So are these enough to increase our longevity, uh, well, they are enough to increase average longevity. Um, however, I will emphasize that in the United States right now, average longevity is decreasing. It started about three years ago. So this myth that everyone is having increased longevity just got reversed. And there are parts of Europe and Eastern Europe where this is happening as well, especially in countries like Russia. So uh, it is not a universal uh, truth that uh-huh. we are always on the upwards path uh, towards average increase in longevity. But the other answer to your question is no, not on breaking through the glass ceiling of 120 years. No one has ever lived uh, beyond that as far as we know. And the reason for that is because of these uh, hidden stresses. So yes, they will help. No they won't get you to where we need to go. Uh, a lot of studies have shown that the human body is capable for going on for a couple of hundred years. And the fact that some species of whale and shark already live that long is proof of that. So, um, and again, they're not, you know, low intelligence animals like turtles that live to be several hundred years old. These are really True. smart, smart animals. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, we, we have the capacity to live longer. We just need to figure out how to keep these constant stresses 
uh, away from us and out of our uh, bodies. Absolutely. So uh, next question that I have is, why does the standard medical care that's available right now do not reverse heart condition? And is there any change uh, we see based on uh, available science-based evidence uh, that you would have come across uh, to cure heart diseases? First of all, we have created a global um, sick care system. Uh, uh-huh. And for a good reason. And that is that people have been demanding uh, therapies to keep them going uh, while they earn a living. You know, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And, you know, it all came out of uh, basically uh, this combination of science progressing with pharmaceuticals and everything else uh, to the point where we could do that kind of thing, uh, which is relatively recent. Um, And the post-industrial revolution, you know, the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, when all this science was progressing, but we were also drinking and smoking and doing all kinds of bad things to ourselves uh, just to get through, you know, the day and get our work done and build the economy and all those things. So we demanded this, and and the pharmaceuticals and healthcare industry obliged that and came up with all of these things to keep us going. But they didn't cure us except with the important exception of Uh, antibiotics and vaccines. As we know, with antibiotics, that was short-lived because now we're getting uh, antibiotic-resistant regimes uh, and uh, infections Uh that are turning against us. And um, the other thing about um, this this resistance is that it is also causing uh, this chronic inflammatory uh, response. Uh, Vaccines uh, have been uh, successful, and that has been a large reason behind a lot of our increased uh, longevity. Uh, But we're also starting to see resistance to some of these these vaccines. So uh, all in all, uh, we've and then there's the other 90% of the system: surgery, drugs, you know, all the stuff that's designed to keep us going but doesn't cure anything. And so, uh, answering your question, the short-term sick care industry has been successful in keeping us going, but it is now collapsing under its own weight because as we are living longer and uh, we don't get these childhood diseases as much anymore, yeah. uh, and especially in India, this is really coming up now, um, there's a problem. And uh, the problem is that uh, as we're getting older, we're getting all these chronic illnesses that are caused by these hidden stresses, and the system cannot deal with it. And COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. So uh, because COVID was largely the result of people with chronic heart conditions, the vast majority of people who died and went into hospital had high blood pressure, chronic, uh, some form of chronic heart condition. And if we didn't have that, COVID would not have been nearly the pandemic that it was. I'm, I'm not saying it would have been prevented, but it certainly would have been a lot less alarming and fatal, and the impacts on our economy would have been a lot less. So what does that say? We need to get rid of these hidden stresses that are causing uh, this, this cardiovascular uh, condition. So most uncontrolled uh, diabetes uh, typically leads to heart conditions. And yeah. is there a way medically or via alternative treatment to reverse this problem that is faced by patients. Right. So people with diabetes who are listening to this, listen very carefully. 
Um, the clinical trial that I spoke about had this 41% reduction of all causes of death in diabetic heart patients. All right. Now, after that, another clinical study was done by the same cardiologist who performed the large NIH study in patients who had a condition called peripheral artery disease, which is a real problem in India and in Asia uh, increasingly uh, due to changes in diet and, and, and increases in pollution and, and other things. Yes. What this does is uh, it's a form of heart disease that cuts off the flow in your arteries and the result is that the artery either has to be replaced in a fairly painful operation, and there are millions and millions of these around the world every year, or yeah. uh, when your toes turn black and you get uh, lesions on your legs and the circulation is cut off, uh, the leg has to be cut off. And there are literally millions of these operations every year around the world um, as well. So. Uh, 25% of those patients die within the first year. It's a catastrophic loss of quality of life. So these cardiologists um, who were facing this problem decided, okay, we've proven the safety of this therapy. Uh, We've proven that it's effective in diabetic heart patients. Let's try it with these peripheral artery disease patients. The results were stunning. Um, After these patients were all scheduled for amputation in the near term. Uh They took this therapy for up to 40 weeks. Uh, of uh, monthly, uh, sorry, weekly infusions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 40 infusions. And at the end of the day, they were all walking around on two feet, no amputations. Uh, those toes were pink and the lesions had healed. And the results were reported in oh. peer-reviewed um, uh, studies that were published in four peer-reviewed publications. Have you heard about this? No. Most people haven't heard about it. Absolutely. Why? Because most people haven't been told about it by their healthcare providers. Why? Because their healthcare providers are not trained, as the American Heart Association statement has said, not me, uh-huh. has said, they're not trained in how to diagnose, treat, prevent, or otherwise deal with these heavy metals that came out of these patients. What happened was... The uh, therapy flushed large volumes of heavy metals out of these patients when the baseline uh-huh. blood tests showed their heavy metal levels were within acceptable acceptable limits, except when the infusion started. For example, lead, 3,300% above the baseline test started coming out of these patients and came out of them for quite some time. As those metals in the tissue of the patients were reduced, the patients got better. And this was the other side of the causative aspect of these hidden stresses. This proved that not only after 100 years of science proving that it triggers the disease, when you get rid of them, the disease goes away. And so this is really incredible. And again, If a drug company had done that in a clinical study, you can be guaranteed that you'd hear about it all around the world. No one has heard of it. That's why the American Heart Association decided to issue this statement that says we need to take a second look at this stuff now that it's been proven uh, to be safe. And in India and other parts of Asia, this is critically important because doctors are far more open uh, to this type of approach. Having said that, I'll also say 
that the standard medical practice um, has become very well established in India, and they still think this is voodoo medicine. So it's the same type of argument uh, going on uh, in South in South Asia. And again, that is why I wrote the book so that you know people could have access uh, to this information. And a lot of it is on the website as well, I might add. So there you go. Absolutely. And I would uh, definitely would love to mention the address of the book. So it's called natureoflongevity.com. That all of you must visit and read about uh, Douglas' book. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a short name. uh, It leads to the same place called calcify.com. It's C-A-L-C-I-F as in Frank Y. Calcify. As in calcification, <laughs> yes. uh, the arteries. So calcify.com, www.calcify.com will take you to the same place. It's, it's a bit easier to uh, type in and to uh, remember. So yes, that will lead you there. And the, the, the book is available on um, Amazon, uh, including in India. And if you can't see it in India, just go to the amazon.com website and you can order it and get it delivered. Absolutely. So you also have referred to a material called elastic of life and, uh, and that gets damaged in response to stress. So help us understand the evidence that has restored uh, the elastic of life. Yeah, I'm going to start out by saying that um, the scientists that I am working with in the company that you mentioned at the top of the show, Elastrin Therapeutics, on uh-huh. the fiber that I showed in these uh, photographs – which is the elastin fiber. Okay. Um, the scientist is, uh, who led the team is Dr. Naren Vivahari, who graduated from Pune University in India. And he is oh. now uh, the head of a major biotech institute uh, at Clemson uh-huh. University in South Carolina. And his team is the one that discovered how to restore the elastic fiber in arteries. And he and I, together with uh, some other colleagues, have started this company, Elastrin Therapeutics, that we've raised a fair amount of money now for to actually bring this uh, to patients. And so I have to say that uh, the discovery of the uh, naturally derived substance that uh, repair restores elastin fiber uh, was made by a scientist from India. And um, it's just amazing what his uh, team has done. And he's paired up uh, with a, another scientist who's from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, uh-huh. Dr. Charles Rice, uh, to actually develop antibodies that target this damaged elastic fiber and allow this natural substance to be delivered directly to the fiber uh, in very high concentrations and localized. And this is a huge breakthrough um, right now. Absolutely. And... Um, Our sister company has actually used this to target what's known as aneurysms. Aneurysms are bulges in the artery that is caused by a weakening, a degradation of the elastic fiber in the artery. And then you get this bulge and eventually it bursts and it is often fatal. So uh, our sister company has actually applied uh, this um, substance directly Uh, to the aneurysm. This year, they proved in a clinical study that the growth of the aneurysm for the first time uh, can be slowed and prevented from bursting. So this is now about to enter the clinic. 
after it goes into a clinical trial. It's completely exciting stuff that we're looking at. And it all came out of the work that was done uh, by this Indian scientist at uh, Clemson University. That's, that's really amazing. Uh, so are there any supplements or alternative therapies that can aid in reversing or preventing stress-induced heart damage? Uh, yes. Um, so okay. there's, uh, first of all, chelation therapy itself, the, uh, the infusion consists of two things. Uh, uh-huh. One is a chelating chemical that grabs, that's the word chelation is Greek for a claw that grabs. It chemically grabs yeah. uh, the heavy metals from your tissue and you pee it out in your urine. Okay, that's, oh. so that's, that's how it happens. The second one is high doses of multivitamins and minerals that okay. are synergistic with the chelating chemical to help to restore uh, the, uh, the damage uh, to, the, uh, to the artery. So it's this combination that has been used. And people have to be really careful when you hear the word chelation because there's different kinds of chelation. And you want to make sure that it's the kind of chelation that was actually practiced uh, in this clinical trial. Or uh, that is offered by a product that is available in India. It can be ordered. Uh, it's manufactured in the United States, but it's available in India. It's called Nanoback TX. I okay. don't sponsor the product. I have no financial relationship with the company, but I have used their product. And okay. it is an oral chelation that uh, you take. It's eight capsules a night. And it has this combination of EDTA and a proprietary combination of uh, nutraceuticals and supplements uh, that uh-huh. are even actually uh, greater in number and variety than the nutraceuticals and supplements that are used in the IV, in the intravenous. And uh, it has a pretty good track record. It's been around for 20 years on the market. And of course, uh, almost no one in India has heard of it. (laughs) Uh, It's going great in China right now because uh, the Chinese market is really excited by this. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of... uh, Indian physicians will be very familiar with a lot of these nutraceuticals that are listed on the label. So the product is called Nanobac TX, and you can um, look at it at the company website, which is nanobiotechpharma.com, nanobiotechpharma.com. And and you go to the Nanobac TX web uh, page on that site, and you'll see it. The advantage of this is you don't have to go to a doctor's office, uh, you know, once a, a week to get this uh, infusion. And uh, there are arguments that it is less expensive also because you don't have to go to the doctor's office uh, once a week. So you have the oral and you have the infusions, and they have been both shown in clinical studies to be effective at restoring the damage that is done by these uh, hidden stresses. That's really, I mean, most of us, or I would say very few people in India would know about uh, this alternative therapy that's available, uh, at least. Uh, So how can healthcare professionals and individuals work together to create personalized strategies for managing stress and preventing heart care? Yeah, why doesn't, why don't some of the physicians in India contact Dr. Hervesio Lamas at Mount Sinai Medical Center? in Miami, and ask him about these therapies that he has done. And why don't they contact Dr. Gary Mazzot, who is the inventor of Nanobac TX. Uh, And I want to emphasize 
His product has been continuously on the market for 20 years. Originally, the Mm -hmm. FDA gave him a lot of trouble about it because of claims that were made about the product that you can't make under FDA regulations, but that's all been settled. And uh, so uh, this product is is available uh, on the market, and uh, Dr. Mazot is a wealth of information about the anti-inflammatory effects of nanobacteriac. So both uh, Dr. Lamas and and Dr. Mazot I would recommend uh, contacting them. If you go to the Mount Sinai Medical Center um, website uh, in Miami, uh, not in New York, but in Miami, Uh uh, you will find Dr. Lamas' contact information, and you'll also find it through uh, the the university, uh, Columbia University in in New York, where he is chairman of uh, cardiology. Uh, there are other physicians who, when you go on the website, you'll see that they've been using this product. But Dr. Lamas and Dr. Mazo, I would say, are the two go-to physicians. And it would be great to organize um, a lecture by them, uh, you know, remotely. Uh, they, they have done this about the whole history of this and what it means and what it could mean for, uh, for India. I know that they would both be very, very open to that. Absolutely. I think that that's wealth of information that I've just shared. I'm sure the medical fraternity would should uh, try and reach out to Dr. Lamas uh, and, and take this ahead. Uh, uh, so as we look into the future, what exciting advancements and research are on the horizon for preventing and reversing heart damage uh, caused by stress? Yeah, and that's, of course, a chapter in the book uh, that okay. we won't cover today in any great detail. Maybe we can do it in another episode, but Absolutely. there's a lot coming down the pipe. Our company, Elastrin Therapeutics, um, and I'm a co-founder of that company with Dr. Vivari, Professor Vivahari, um, is we're coming down the pipe. So uh, we are in preclinical. Uh, our sister company has just entered uh, clinical. And uh, we're hoping to be in clinical trial within the next uh, two and a half years. And that addresses the whole arterial tree and the elastic fiber. And I believe it could be a real game changer in uh, human health, in prevention, and in uh, overall uh, longevity. There are a whole lot of other technologies that are targeting other things, including bad cholesterol. And I want to emphasize, cholesterol yeah. isn't bad for you. It's the cholesterol that uh, gets uh, converted into something else by oxidative stress that is the real problem. And there are companies that are targeting that. Something I forgot to mention about diabetes, uh, and I'm sorry because I didn't answer that question. The reason that uh, diabetes uh, patients have been so responsive to these therapies is that heavy metals do something really nasty to the glucose metabolism. And every diabetic knows about your glucose metabolism. Yeah. Uh, and it basically oxidizes the glucose and creates all of these glycation byproducts that lead to, guess what, a heart disease. And so when you get rid of that antagonist, heavy metal, uh, you're getting rid of the problem, which explains why diabetic patients show greater improvement than other types of uh, heart patients. So uh, stuff that targets that is also uh, coming down uh, the pipe. And if you want to know more about it, read the book. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that that's a storehouse of information. Uh, 
So that brings us to the last question for today's uh, episode. Uh, so what are your recommendations to everyone who is either suffering from or has someone in the family who suffers from heart disease? Well, there's two sets of things that you can do. Uh, the first thing you can do is the stuff that we've been talking about that is, you know, um, first of all, watch your diet. Um India in particular has been really good at plant-based diets. And the sad news is that now meat is being introduced more and more into the Indian diet, which is, in my view, bad news because of a very mm -hmm. simple thing. And that is that animals bioaccumulate heavy metals before they get to you, just like you do, uh, your body does. Okay, yeah. so you're already getting a bunch of bioaccumulated heavy metals in this meat uh, yes. that is coming. So you're getting a head start on, this na on the nasties uh, getting into you. So it's nothing political. Uh, it, yeah. You know, a lot of people say veganism is political. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that just these animals, whether they're chickens or cows, or it doesn't matter, are bioaccumulating uh, this stuff. So basically you want to get that meat out of your diet uh, by and large. Um, yeah. The second thing that you can do is inform yourself. I have to say, mm -hmm. go to the website, read the book, read why yeah. these hidden stresses uh, are so important and what is actually being uh, done about them. Uh, the third yes. thing that you can do, and I know that this might be an affordability problem for a lot of people, but also there's hundreds of millions of people in uh, India and South Asia who don't have an affordability problem, and that is put a proper air filter in your car and your apartment building uh, and your home uh, to mm -hmm. keep out these heavy metals that are in the particulates. So okay. uh, most filters for your air conditioners and stuff like that are not designed to protect your lungs. They're designed to protect the machinery from being damaged. Oh. So you want to improve the quality of that air filter and switch them out, especially in places like Mumbai. you got to switch them out fairly frequently because otherwise uh -huh. they become part of the problem uh, okay. because uh, they start to collect this stuff and then you get yeah. stuff growing in them and you get mold and you get all kinds of problems. So number one, much better air filter. Number two, switch them out uh, frequently. That is one of the best things that uh, you can do for your health for uh, sure. Absolutely. I really thank you, Douglas, for today's uh, episode. It was uh, really informative and I everyone should go out and buy uh, your book. They should be on your website, read more about it and learn more about it, especially uh, since heart problems are one of the leading causes of death. Uh, and India is also one of the among nations uh, where uh, heart diseases is pretty common. Almost in every family, someone or the other is suffering from heart disease or diabetes. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Douglas. I yeah, thank you very much for having me. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at Fit Aerobic or through our website, fitaerobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learned. 
Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with Fitterobic. 